Welcome back, everyone, to Web3 Weekly, the most relatable and reliable crypto, NFT, and decentralized technology podcast in the nation. In today's episode, I am blessed to have Jeff and Seth from Glow Stablecoin with me today. If anyone's wondering uh, exactly what Glow Stablecoin is, they are a non-profit stablecoin that does a plethora of amazing things. And uh, before I kind of dive deep into Glow Stablecoin and we learn more about them, I would like to uh, obviously introduce Jeff and Seth, my uh, uh, guests for today. So guys, feel free to introduce yourselves and welcome to Web3 Weekly. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, my name is Jeff Maluski. I'm CEO of, of Glow. And um, yeah, we're, we're creating a stable coin. It's a nonprofit mission-based uh, stable coin that's going to help generate basic income for people in extreme poverty. Great. Awesome. And I'm Seth Green. I am not the actor. And this is my first podcast ever. Um, I've worked in startups for about six years now. And this is my first time in cryptocurrency. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, my title is researcher writer. So I do a lot of the research and the content. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, Seth, I'm happy to uh, ha- be your first podcast that you ever do. I'm happy to help get your voice, get your voice out there and help you uh, kind of increase your maybe public speaking ability or anything like that. I think that's what we're, that's my, that's my goal here is just to help everyone. You all help me. I help you. It's kind of like a, a constant feedback loop, loop, if that makes sense. But um, I'm very excited to learn about Glow Stablecoin just because, especially in like our introduction meeting, uh, you talk about all the good things that Glow can do and how stablecoins like in general can help people. Would you all mind to kind of give a brief kind of origin story, maybe of Glow, maybe some the founding and stuff like that? Yeah, sure. I'll jump into that. Um, I come from an academic background. I was teaching economics, finance, and some blockchain fintech courses at Creighton University. Uh, while I was doing that, I met Sid Sabrandi a couple summers ago. He's CEO and co-founder of GitLab. Uh, he was working on some ideas around using cryptocurrency uh, to generate basic income. So I met him, worked on a white paper, just added some thoughts, did some consulting with those ideas. Uh, we got to the point where, you know, Sid was a supporter of, of give directly which does cash transfers and basic income and with this idea of could we use a cryptocurrency to help generate even more funds for supporting basic income programs so we came to the conclusion like hey this is an interesting space to work in let's create a startup out of these ideas uh, we got to a point where it made sense to develop a stable coin a fully backed uh, stable coin that is collateralized by fiat reserve assets. So U.S. Treasuries is the main type of investment there. So it's a very safe and, and trustworthy type of stablecoin. And then the interest income from that collateral and reserve would be used as a donation to um, programs that support basic income um, for extreme poverty. So it's kind of just this idea of can we build a scalable solution to the big issue of extreme poverty? And we think we can do it with uh, this type of cryptocurrency and, and using the blockchain to really scale it so well yeah I, th- I think it's really cool that you're trying to kind of increase basic income and obviously just uh improve the world but i think a lot of people including myself would want to know when you're doing this and trying to fix these like world problems 
why did you like lean into cryptocurrency? What made you want to turn to the Web3 and stablecoin world? I know you just kind of mentioned the benefits of stablecoins, but what made you want to do crypto instead of any other type of funding? Well, it's it goes back to the problem of extreme poverty and kind of the current state of how programs that help alleviate poverty get funded. Um, couple statistics. If you look at um, what we estimate as the cost to give everybody a basic income, and we're talking about just alleviating extreme poverty, which is um, a daily income of $2.15 a day or less. Um, the estimate to get everybody above that threshold is around $300 billion a year. Um, so it's a lot of money. This is There's 600, over 600 million people living in extreme poverty. Now, if you're going to try to solve something on that scale, uh, you would need to uh, create an income mechanism, a donation mechanism that also can scale to billions and even trillions of dollars. So the way I look at it is, what's a really, really large market? Well, money is a very large market. Everybody uses money. It's trillions of dollars of potential um, growth. And uh, what's the most efficient or the, the platform that's we can do as a small startup, a small team to really start getting traction and helping solve this problem. And it's, it's crypto. It's, it's more less crypto and more just blockchain infrastructure. Um, so we see this as a way to, you know, efficiently build a scalable product that potentially could generate um, millions and billions of dollars of giving and helping alleviate this problem. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I think, I think it's pretty cool. I think a lot of people find it intriguing that, uh, you all did lean into crypto and especially with it being like somewhat new and there's kind of a like just like a, a new aspect to it where you all have the ability to express like what stable coins are as well as kind of just when you the more and more people you talk about stable coins more and more people you're able to help if that makes sense just because it's new it's like you're almost helping people get in early to help people does that make sense if like you're you're kind of starting a uh, kind of new wave of donations and of like charity with stable coins. I think that I think that's really cool. I think uh, it's really admirable to see that you all are doing this. Yeah, and and I think Seth, do you want to add some stuff about how we think about embedded philanthropy and passive philanthropy? This kind of new model. Sure. So the big picture idea of which Glow is, we think the leading example, is to take everyday parts of our lives and make them do good as a byproduct in this passive way. So theoretically, you could invest in T-bills, which is actually pretty complicated. We'll get to that. And then donate the interest and fill out the necessary forms along the, every step along the way. But what we do is we just make that whole process smooth. You buy Glow, we invest the assets in, in the reserves in assets that yield that give a yield to us, and then we give that yield away. And the whole thing doesn't require active management on the user's part. So we think this is a pretty revolutionary idea. Stablecoins are a sensible market to start with, but it has much bigger implications. Theoretically, a lot of parts of the economy could be remade to... Got it. Got it. Yeah. And... Like, how would you how would you all describe maybe the 
like the level of risk when investing into stable coins like how would you describe that well the risk of a user buying a stable coin is you know there's multiple layers of risk um you have to trust exchanges you have to i don't know payment providers you have to have the ability to manage uh wallets if you're doing it through your own self custody um that's improving like there are trusted regulated exchanges where when glow gets listed on those exchanges it's going to be a very trustworthy process um on our end we're very concerned with like doing a lot of work to make sure people trust us as an organization how we handle the fiat reserve assets making sure uh the account holders the customers we have directly um are able to redeem and mint in a very smooth and quick process all that stuff is things we're working on and we want to be very transparent with and a couple examples here is we want to do real time attestations show people like hey in the last 5 minutes this is the amount of fiat assets in the reserve this is how many outstanding glow exists in the world for the market cap and they should match in terms of being 100% backed um there's also this idea as a nonprofit we as as a company the people in the company have no incentive to take risks with customer funds with the assets supporting the stablecoin uh we have no for profit uh mechanism that's that's going to put those assets at risk so i think that's a big differentiator when we compare it to other stablecoins in the market got it got it in how would you all like some uh people that are anti crypto anti stablecoin and people just think oh what is this fake money like how would you describe to them like uh or how would you fight back against people that are pretty much calling maybe like a stable coin or any type of crypto like a scam and how are you all different and maybe like to add on to that question like how are you all fighting the fact that um like the crash or maybe like the unpeg of your all stable coin like how are you all going to not let that happen yeah it's it's important that we just make sure people understand there are different types of stable coins and i like to kind of You know, at some point I want to move away from the terms crypto and stablecoin and just go like this is blockchain money or just money like blockchain hopefully in the future we don't even think about it as the the consensus layer or the the payment rails layer um but the idea here is like if we're going to use the term stablecoin make sure people understand there's there's algorithmic stablecoins there's crypto collateralized stablecoins and then there's fiat collateralized stablecoins and these fiat collateralized stablecoins themselves some might be um backed by a variety of assets and then some like ours would be backed by 100% reserve assets of of very low risk trusted treasuries US treasuries government debt so making sure people understand like we are taking the lowest amount of risk to generate an income that's all going to be donated so there's no incentive for us to not build in a process that's transparent and trustworthy there so making sure people understand this is a specific type of stablecoin and it's it's we think it's the most trusted version of a stablecoin um that can work really efficiently and scale to a really large amount us yeah yeah i i i completely get that i think it's i think it's important to uh especially what I what I try to do with this podcast is that it's important to get the right information out there and 
help people cut through the noise, cut through the news. Because when, especially when times are bad in the crypto market, people love to hate on crypto. And when things go down, people like to point and be like, "See, I told you so." Like this stuff was never supposed to happen. And I think what you two are doing is that you're helping push the right message of what stable coins are. In the many different types of stable coins、uh, that there are in this market, and especially、um, like like mentioned previously, like I try to get the right information out there with this podcast. Would you all maybe feel free to describe the different types of stable coins, and maybe just the importance of stable coins other than just what Glow is trying to do? Yeah, sure, I could cover some of that.、Um, so quickly on the different types of stable coins, I mentioned algorithmic and. In a simple sense, think of algorithmic aren't backed directly by assets, so there's no value supporting its price. Now there are some hybrid versions, but、uh, it's basically a mechanism, usually done through code on the blockchain that、um, manages the supply and demand, manages the supply based on the demand for the stablecoin in the market.、Um, those have been really risky. We've seen the most recent large one blow up. That was the Terra Luna. So Terra USD stablecoin, the algorithmic part was tied to the Luna、uh, blockchain token, and not to get into all the details here, but the price of Terra USD is supported by a volatile asset Luna. So when the volatile asset loses a lot of value, then the backing for the actual stablecoin in the algorithmic sense will go away, and and the peg will fail,、um, which we saw in a very big fashion with with Terra USD. Now. Another popular one is Dai. That's the MakerDAO protocol. That's a crypto collateralized、um, stablecoin. So when you say crypto collateralized, it's all on the blockchain.、Um, it's a smart contract that exists originally on Ethereum, and people can actually deposit crypto assets to mint a stablecoin. And usually, there's a little different variations now, but originally it was like 150% collateralized stablecoin. Basically, if I wanted to put The value of my ether has to be 100 for 150 more than the value that I get in stablecoin. Now, problem there is the backing could go below 100. You could have issues around the supporting、um, collateral value, and that could be very volatile and lead to、um, a depegging event in that sense. So, but Dai has been pretty trustworthy. It's been a really good mechanism, but it's still there is risk around volatility, especially in crypto markets. Now the fiat collateralized stablecoins, the one we're building, similar to USDC and similar to Tether,、um, they take in customer assets, fiat dollars. They issue the stablecoin, and、um, based on how they, you know, organize their their business, they'll invest those assets in a. A portfolio of different holdings.、Um, Circle has done a good job of being transparent in terms of showing trustworthy holdings. Tether is a little less transparent, but they do say it's 100% supported with different types of assets. We're going to be even more conservative. We're be, we're taking customer assets and basically saying like three month or less maturing U.S. Treasuries, super liquid, super trustworthy, and we'll be very transparent with that. So. It's there's different risk profiles between all these stablecoins, and I want to make sure people realize we're doing the least risky format, and also something that、um, can also scale. And I'll, I'll take a. Do I have?
questions about that before I move on to the the benefits of stable coins. Um, uh, I, I have a few more questions about how, like what Glow is doing with like the money that is coming in. But feel free to yeah finish what you're saying, and then I'll kind of just keep brainstorming some questions while you're talking. Okay, no problem. Yeah, let me touch on the benefits and how I see stable coins growing too. Uh, what we're seeing is in the last couple of years, the scalability of a blockchain increase exponentially. Basically, the efficiency of using a blockchain layer in terms of cost of transactions and how fast transactions get processed.、Um, that's been really, really incredible to see people building applications on it. We think stablecoins are a killer app because it's that instantaneous or near instantaneous settlement process with these highly scalable blockchains. And a couple of examples we're seeing is. You know, USDC is being used for some cash transfers in Ukraine currently.、Um, companies like Stripe are starting to adopt stablecoin outbound payments.、Uh, the efficiency of transferring money to places that don't have banking infrastructure is a huge use case. All you need is a a cell phone connection to the internet, and you have access to a stablecoin network of banking. In a sense, so it's it's basically a more inclusive type of transfer of value system, and it's it's very it's just like money. It's it's just the rails are different, and it's it's ubiquitous amongst the world because it's just on a decentralized blockchain. Got it, got it. So、um, I think I think it's important. Just I guess I thank you for giving a、uh, basic in, like explanation of different types of stablecoins. It helps a lot of people not only understand the difference of stablecoins, but also、uh, how risk adverse your all stablecoin is compared to the majority of the market and compared to other types of stablecoins. But how would you like if we're someone that's thinking about joining Glow,、uh, buying Glow, helping your all's mission? Like how would how how could you like show what you all are doing with the money and how you all are actually putting like putting money towards your all's goal? Yeah, we do plan. So we haven't launched and we don't have a market cap out there yet. We're very close to it. This week we're doing a, a soft launch internally to test everything out. But what you'll see is any time a customer goes and purchases Glow. From our platform, that's going to increase the market cap. We'll keep those reserves in a bank account, and eventually, those cash assets will purchase U.S. Treasuries. Now, we can make that, like the account、um, information, public through an attestation process, and we're going to publish that attestation on a regular basis, like a real-time type of attestation. It's basically an API call to our bank account information. It'll show X amount of dollars. Being held in reserve, and then you can see on the blockchain how much market cap of the actual stablecoin exists. So that's a that's a very transparent process.、Um, and then you asked about us actually getting donations, doing the donating part. You know, yes, yes. Doing what we're saying we're going to do, and I think we're we're leveraging an organization called Give Directly. We're not going to be the ones on the ground making those donations.、Um, We're gonna so give directly does cash transfers in places of extreme poverty, and they've been doing it for several years. But、uh, our whole purpose is to build the the funding mechanism, the scalable funding mechanism, and we'll let give directly as the experts on the ground, showing big impact, getting money to the people who need it. And I don't know, 
Seth, you've, you've dug into a lot of what Give Directly has done. Can you just mm -hmm. give a little context around their expertise? Yeah. So Give Directly is, in my opinion, an outstanding organization across the board. So they are completely committed to what they call unconditional cash transfers. And what that means is you get the money, end of story. This is as opposed to conditional cash transfers, which is another branch of development economics. Uh, conditional cash transfer would be like, we'll give you $100 if you get your kids vaccinated. Um, those are great. Give Directly's whole thing is the unconditionalness because they basically think that people deserve to control their own lives. Uh, you give someone money and they will decide what to do with it. And that's the most uh, dignity preserving way to help people. Uh, they've been doing this for like a decade now, I think, and they've distributed, I think, $580 million in direct cash to people already. And if you check out their website, uh, their Twitter handle, which is also Give Directly, you'll see some really amazing stories of how people have used cash transfers to change around their lives. Um, for the most part, Give Directly has given lump sum payments to people. That's just $1,000. And then they track how it changes their lives. Um, and they've recently started, uh, sorry, in 2017, they started this small, basic, like a $40 a month. It was, it was formerly about 30. Now it's about 34. It costs $40 to provide it because of distribution costs. And then so that money gets goes to a person in extreme poverty in Kenya and Liberia every month. So what this really does is it stabilizes incomes. Uh, people who do research into the economic lives of the poor, there's a great article called that, The Economic Lives of the Poor by Banerjee and Duflo, in case anyone is interested. One of the things they find is that income is very erratic for people in extreme poverty, right? So you might earn $5 one day and then go three days without earning any money at all. And what the Give Directly program does, this is the one we're supporting, is that if you're part of it, you get $34, in equivalent in the equivalent local currency at the beginning at every month for many years and we think this has the potential to change lives uh give directly's research is outstanding they're also really really good at transparency so if you check out their financials page you'll see how the money is actually being spent and at the end of the day this is a pretty simple model we're proposing we're a stable coin we earn revenue from the assets in our reserves and then we're a major donor to give directly that's the whole story. That's awesome. I, I think that's kind of a, a great way to kind of sum up what you all are doing, if that makes sense. Like, it's just plain and simple. Hey, we're here to help. We're giving money to this uh, charity, and the charity is doing this with the money. I think that's a great way to uh, kind of prove your all's reliability, especially in this space with a lot of bad actors, um, especially with what happened with FTX and the same Sam Bankman-Fried situation. There's a lot of uh, un uncertainty and a lot of people that are unsettled with the and like the entirety of crypto. And crypto has like it, it's in a weird space right now, especially with uh, just the current news. But I think it's it's nice to see someone different in this space, like you two, in a different project like Glow that actually wants to help people, that wants to improve the world and give people some sort of basic income to kind of help improve their lives. So that's kind of all the questions I have for you all. Um, at this point, I kind of just want to give you all the floor, let you tell 
the audience anything else uh, that, that they that you think they should know? Maybe about Glow, maybe about your all's dreams for uh, kind of improving the world or anything like that. So, yeah, guys, just feel free to uh, sing your heart out if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. And I'll just follow up on kind of what you mentioned about the the crypto world that's kind of in a bad place right now, and hopefully projects like ours can help push it in the right direction. Uh, fundamentally, you know, mission aside, the extreme poverty, basic income aspect, if we can just provide a, a trusted stablecoin in the crypto economy, something that gets massive adoption, you know, currently the stablecoin market we're looking to compete in is over $100 billion of market cap. If we can just provide that to this economy, I think that's a huge win. Like something that people just trust. They trust the organization. They trust the reserve transparency. They trust who we work with for partnerships. All those things is just, if we can build that model that's that's an example for the crypto world, I would be super happy. And then everything in addition, the market cap growth and people seeing it as a trusted stable coin will add to the the mission. It's a passive philanthropy model. If this is useful just to use it as a stable coin, it's going to lead to more and more benefit for the actual mission to alleviate extreme poverty. So um, yeah, and I, I, just, I think that's really important because people don't have to donate to actually make a difference. They just have to use a different product within this crypto ecosystem. And hopefully over time, it becomes just a general form of money throughout the world. Yeah. Uh, if I might add one thing, uh, we've been talking a lot about you know, crypto as a whole. And no joke, you're right. It's been a tough few months. I joined this company in late April, early May. And since then, we've had two serious ecosystem-wide collapses. It's been crazy. I've never worked in an industry that averages up catastrophe every three to four months. So like, obviously this weighs on us. Um, it's, it's interesting, it's been chaotic. Um, and I think a lot of people who are very skeptical of crypto I wouldn't, it's not my place personally to try to change their minds. I'm, I work in crypto because I think it's interesting. Uh, that's really enough for me personally. But, you know, one thing you touched on, Michael, was this idea that, you know, what are they good for? How do we respond to people who think every crypto is a scam? And one of the most common arguments we hear in this context is from people who think that, like, where's the use case? What are people actually doing with crypto? And to us, stable coins are a real use case. You know, we haven't touched much on this, but first of all, decentralized finance is new. It's exciting. It's potentially revolutionary. It's still very young. We're still getting a sense of what it's ultimately going to be. But no matter what that future looks like, I'm pretty sure that stable coins are going to be an important part of it, that there's going to be a need for some crypto asset that's tied to fiat reserves at some step of the operation. It doesn't have to be the centerpiece, but it's definitely gonna be part of the infrastructure. And so long as that is true, we think there's a place for a stablecoin that generates pro-social results just automatically. Uh, we've talked a lot to some other folks in the crypto space who are trying to you know, give the whole industry a good sheen. Um, and a lot of what they talk about is this, uh, what people call positive externalities, things where you do your thing, your normal thing, and someone else benefits 
that in a way that you don't personally capture those benefits, but they're still out there and you're making the world a better place just by going about your life. We think this is a pretty good example. Like Glow is a pretty good example of a project that generates positive externalities. So that's very exciting to us. That's awesome. And uh, I, I, I really like what you all are doing. And like, just like what you said, we really got to like switch the narrative on crypto. And one, one way uh, you all are doing that is obviously by promoting Glow and trying to get Glow to as many people as possible to actually be able to help people. Because the more people that know about Glow, the more people that you all are able to help. And I'm, I'm happy I'm able to help you all push that message by having you on the podcast today. And to kind of end it, uh, if anyone listening wants to be able to follow you all on social media or LinkedIn, like where can they find you? I'll obviously have the links in the description, but uh, where, what are your all social medias? Yeah. So our, our glow Twitter account is just at glow dollar. So G L O D O L L A R. Um, and then for LinkedIn, you can just search glow and I, the actual domain is, um, let's see here real quick. It's glow dollar. Yeah, it's glow. It's sorry. LinkedIn.com slash company glow dollar. So, um, and it's easy to search it as well, but, um, yeah, and it's we're pretty active on, on Twitter and making sure people stay updated. Uh, we'll be trying to get launched officially in the first quarter of 2023. And um, I want to just emphasize too, if you're a developer, somebody who's building in the space, uh, the way this gets a lot of adoption is if you denominate your DeFi products and protocols, and if you use stable coins, you denominate it in Glow, and and that's kind of gets people using this in the ecosystem. So we'd appreciate that and reach out if you want to talk. Um, cause we really want to be a strong trusted partner throughout the entire ecosystem. Awesome. Well, Seth, Jeff, I cannot thank you all enough for joining me on today's podcast. I can't wait to, uh, get this podcast out there and, and hopefully if anyone in the audience is listening today and you want to support glow, go give them a follow on Twitter, go, uh, give them a follow on LinkedIn and, uh, also just, Go glowing, go join. Sorry, I, I mixed uh, the glow and join words together. Glowing. But go, <laughs> I like go, that. go, go join glow. Go, go support them uh, any way you can. That's what I'm going to be doing. And um, yeah, I just guys, thank you again for coming on, taking time out of your day. I'm happy to help to uh, push your all's message. And if anyone in the audience is really liking this podcast, really like this episode. Do not only or or uh, go follow Glow, go follow uh, Seth and Jeff, but also you can follow the podcast as well. Your all's feedback is very, very important to me. And uh, the audience can also help me get more people on this podcast. Thankfully, Seth and Jeff found this podcast and reached out. And it was amazing that I was able to have them on. Uh, and just like that, just like what they did, you all in the audience can do the same. Feel free to send me a message on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we have, we even have a TikTok and YouTube. Feel free to email me. You can contact me uh, on any type of social media or any type of contact, and I will be sure to get back because I love not only learning what the audience has to say so I can improve the podcast, but also I just want to be able to get in touch and meet new people in this space. So yeah, guys, that's all I really have to say. Feel free to share this episode with your friends. Feel free to leave five stars on Spotify. That would be 
an insane uh, favor to do. It really helps us grow the channel here. But yeah, Steph and Jeff, that's going to be it for me. Do you have anything else you all would like to say before we head out here? I appreciate being on the show. And um, yeah, check us out on, on Twitter and uh, re- reach out if you're interested because we definitely want to uh, be a really big, big and positive impact in the space. Yeah, ditto. <laughs> awesome. Well, Seth and Jeff, thank you again, everyone to the audience. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you soon. Our have pleasure. a good one, guys. Thank you so much.